Good morning, good evening, depending on where you're listening. This is episode six of the Pause Life Podcast. It's getting longer there, boys, I promise. Um, around the horn, we have myself, Bahama, KG, Irish, Kevin, and a special guest, Alfie, uh, sitting next to us. Uh, boys, unfortunate news today, the Miami curfew is back on midnight to 6 a.m. How do we feel about it? There was a curfew? Yeah, that's also a good point. Uh, I don't think anyone even follows the curfew. Has anyone... I haven't read a single story of anyone getting arrested for being out past curfew. Well, I mean, I hope they don't get arrested for going out past curfew, but for the most part... Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. There was a curfew somehow before, but people were still going out to bars that are supposedly open. So how how is there a curfew? I understand that like Miracle Mile there were there were there were bars open and people were going to them but somehow there was a curfew yeah no I remember when they first put in the curfew um, we can see the turnpike from our balcony and yeah it's it's healthy it's a healthy turnpike with tons of traffic even at this time um, and I don't think anybody in Miami specifically gives a fuck about the curfew I don't think anyone anywhere cares anything about any sort of curfew because of uh because of covid by the way covid afraid of the nighttime why do we even have a curfew i'm not sure um if i had to guess it's to like close down clubs so you know these places that have a lot of people in the same area uh to not be in business but i i don't get the purpose of the curfew not sure what i don't know what the intended goal here is like oh hey uh you guys cannot be out past midnight it's like that's what i'm saying for, for like how does being out past midnight put you at a bigger risk than any other time of the day yeah i don't understand that either especially because bars were closed and clubs were closed and they instituted the curfew which to me doesn't make much sense i get it when it was like they want to know they wanted no one out, like only essential personnel going to your job. That made sense, but now where we're at now, it's like doesn't really doesn't really uh, apply anymore, you know. R.I.P. to Patio For and real. Dirty Rabbit yeah. and all of our racket, you know, racket, yeah. Tuca. You can't uh, any, any any other shout outs for any of these wonderful places we used to I frequent. I, I will not shout out Party Lounge because they closed down, and every, I have some people that are big fans of that place, and I just want to say. That place was shit. Hey. I'm gonna go on record and say it. <laughs> I, I was, I'm not a. I'm not big on South Beach. Any of the South uh, Bodega. I like Bodega, but uh, I actually haven't been there to Bodega. Purdy Lounge ahead of the curve though. Didn't they close in like February? Yeah, they were. They I were pre-COVID closers. Pre-COVID closers. They saw it coming. They knew. You think so? I yeah. think they knew. Oh, dude, you know who needs a shout out? Huh. Blackbird. Blackbird. That dude. You cannot go to Blackbird. Or yeah, you cannot go to Blackbird, but you can go to Club. Publix in the daytime? I don't get it, dude. It doesn't make sense. Like the grocery shopping thing with the club thing and the people, you know, in the space. I just don't, I don't understand. A lot of people I'll disagree with you there. <laughs> I think it's way different going to Blackbird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you're talking about that. Publix. One, I'm just saying, man. But I will say, a lot of people hate on Blackbird. Blackbird was our college special. So even after post college, we still went to Blackbird on Tuesdays and showed 
That's amazing nights. I'm sorry. Who hated on Black no? There's a, like I a lot of people that I talk to. They're like, oh, Blackbird. Oh, that place is so trash. I'm like, I hate that. You've too. just you've literally. <laughs> or I hear that too. You've never gone and had a good time. Like, oh, I'm sorry that you're a fucking Scrooge. <laughs> I think it's also because every time we've gone there, well, usually I know you've gone a lot by yourself, but most of the time I've gone, I've been with a bigger group of people, and it's kind of hard to have a bad time when you're with a giant group. Blackbird has always been the move, and honestly, I think. When you think of days of the week, right, we associate clubs with days of the week. Blackbird Tuesday. Uh, what Tarpon Bend was Friday. Moe's Monday. Rest in peace, Tarpon Bend. Moe's, Moe's Monday. Monday. Oh, God, Moe's. Uh, Mo, yeah. R.I.P. Moe's Monday, R.I.P. That, that needs a shot. Right, 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 right. Some Moe's ba- Monday. Yeah, Patio uh, Sundays. You know what I mean? There's just, But there was nothing like Blackbird Tuesdays. There wasn't. Nothing like having all my female friends shout out to all of you queens who gave me your free alcohol until 1 a.m hey mvps chestnut checkers i will say though i am glad that uh i've been able to reflect a lot during this this quarantine and it made me think about blackbird tuesdays and i have to say i am feeling better about myself because i've not touched a four logo gold in okay, God well, I haven't touched a four local gold since freshman college. In how long? What are you doing touching four local So, hey, listen, uh, man. for reference, Bahama and I had a phase where we would go to Blackbird Tuesdays, and on the way there, we would finish a four local gold. There's just so many good, like so many better liquors, uh, oh, but nothing quicker. Yeah, and okay. nothing cheaper. Well, fair, fair, listen, listen. Fair. Uh, I, maybe you have you're more you know fancier than us. You know. But ain't nobody drinking for taste when you're just trying to get faded right. when you're going to Blackbird. And a $4 for local split between two people, right? So it's $2. How much is a drink up, uh, in Brickle? How much are you paying for a drink? Anywhere from 10 to 15 And it's half ice. No, for sure. <laughs> That's the half ice. 100%. The four local was the pregame, man. Like that, that was necessary. If I had $5 to my name and I was tasked to buy an alcoholic beverage... Depending on the situation, it'd probably be a four loco. Mm. Would you agree? If the goal is to get faded, I I don't think my body can handle a four loco yeah, any longer. I think that damage has oh, been yeah. done, and we need to stay. You need to stay away, from <laughs> my, it, sir. You know, actually, I do. I feed my truck four loco gold because it could just it could take it. You know, a little <laughs> a little battery acid. It's, you know, it's all oh, good. Oh God, dude. Four well, local gold was that I don't know if it was it wasn't the gold one, but there was one four local that was green that looked like battery acid if you poured it into a cup. It was a fruit punch one. Or one of those that watermelon, one of the two. No, I don't fucking know. It was wildly man. watermelon. That's but gross. now the clubs are closed, right? Um what are some of the activities you guys have picked up post college that we can actually still do? Ugh. Post college? Uh, sit around, watch movies, drink wine. Well, I mean, we just we just went into like a, I guess a was it an hour long podcast last week about what college looked like and how we were going to transition. And now, like outside of our career and stuff like that, we we've left college and now we have to find our own hobbies and find our own things to do. And um, I guess this question I pose to you guys is just what are some of the things that you guys have picked up afterwards because you know when we're in college you're busy with clubs or organizations or classes or whatever the case may be but now we've all like kind of picked up our own hobbies our own things that we still like to do so like what are some of the things that we all i mean i know one common was we all like to go out right but that Mm. we can't go out anymore now and not as much um after graduation 
too. Like I, my prime in going out was definitely in college, but you know, as you start getting older, um, I started going out to like happy hours more, for example, because it became more of a work related thing or, oh, yeah. uh, all your friends work near the same area and like it's Friday and you all show up to like the wharf, uh, for happy hour. So that type of going out became a lot more common, but you know, the going out and getting home at five, six AM and feeling like shit for the rest of the next day, that's significantly dropped off. It did, yeah. I'll agree on the happy hours. Uh Monty's has been picking up in momentum when it comes to happy hours. Um, other than that, I really think I mean I'm I'm still in school so it's different, right? Like I can't dedicate my time to something because I'm still working and still taking classes. But I, I again I think in I'm making this point, but it just relates back to the health, right? Like, I've been working out more. I've been working on, like, my mental state more. You know what I'm saying? Um, again, drinking wine, watching movies more. You know, I think it's more friend time, if anything. Okay, fair, fair. I mean, going out still friend time, right? Like, we're going out with our friends? I mean, more... Let me rephrase that because you make a good point. I mean, more, like, low-energy like quality friend time, right? Not like buying bottles at, at Patio, right? But like doing actual activities like outdoors, going to Zion, going to the Grand Canyon, right? Yeah, doing, yeah, those Doing things. trips, right? Stuff like that. That's low energy? To me, that's low energy. <laughs> yeah. It's good, like good. Going, going to hey. Zion, hiking hey, Zion. Yeah, to hiking, okay. hiking okay. Canyon, low First energy. All, it's not like, well, maybe you because you, didn't, you were doing this without shoes, but it, it's not like it was very, you know, tough on, on the bodies. I mean, you're just kind of... I tell you what, hiking a river five miles with no shoes on was uh, that was tough in the body i'll tell you that did right you, now. Uh, let me let me ask you this when you were doing that did you ever think of david goggins i did i was like i got a power i'm all, i'm at i'm at 30 percent. i'm not even close it's 40 percent. 40 percent. i wasn't even at 40 yet <laughs> i wasn't even at 40 i was ahead of the curve but no i was thinking of david curve. goggins I was like oh you know i just got to keep pushing through this and right. i literally had the opportunity to put on shoes but i said that would be the weak mentality thing to do even though it would have been the smart thing to do. But. So after, do you, I mean, after the fact, do you enjoy hiking? I still do. I mean, we're, me and a few others, since you guys decided not to go, we're going to go to Colorado and we're going to go to this place called Estee Park, which is, I've Googled like, what is the best fall time places to go to? See, that's one of the hobbies I've picked up after college just because now they have money is to travel to places. Because before in college, you know, I can't afford to go anywhere. I could, right. I no. could yeah. barely afford my $2, oh, no. Actually, $2 box. That is, a, that is a fat lie because you did travel in college. Okay, well, that was paid for by the university. Every, I'm saying <laughs> out of every leisure. Month you went somewhere in college. Okay, that is fair. That is fair. But out of leisure, out of my own pocket, the first real trip I went on to was right when I graduated with the Spain. But what I was trying to say about Estee Park is I was Googling best places to go in the fall. And it's a weird time because it's not snowing in Colorado yet, but it's not really particularly warm so we're going to a place that's just like rivers and mountains that you can just hike through kind of like what you did in north carolina yeah. so we're just gonna go and stay in a cabin in the woods and just go hike everywhere it's gonna be like cold it's supposed to be pretty cold i think it's gonna be in the 30s so well that's, <laughs> that's like 30 not, 40s like no, it's not no, snowing no, but listen if it is under 70 it is cold for okay, me yeah, all right yeah, <laughs> you don't drop 30s on me like that this guy keeps the ac at 75 yeah, you're, gonna, you're gonna react like that when he says that <laughs> i just meant it's 30, not gonna be snowing cold. like to me well, that's what hey, it's really 75 cold. during the daytime that's that's true right at nighttime i i'll i'll put it at 71 sometimes you know if Mel's here, I'll put it at 69. I I appreciate that four standard deviation there for, you know, your other roommates. Yeah, because yeah. it gets way too hot. But 
That's lit. Goose, did you ever think of David Goggins when you went hiking in North Carolina? Dude, uh, the second time. Um, the second time? So Tell me more. <laughs> shut up. Get <laughs> <laughs> out. Uh, so I went to North Carolina uh, the end of August. I, I just needed to... I had some PTO that I needed to use before it like, disappeared as if like Thanos snapped it out of existence. Um, and I decided to... Um, just look for a cheap flight anywhere in North Carolina. It was 60 bucks. So I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Went to North Carolina, looked for a mountain, uh, went by myself. It was like a solo self-reflection, like, right. you know, try new different things type trip. Um, side point, I think that solo travel is some of the most growing that you can do mm -hmm. uh it really teaches you a lot about yourself when you can go to a completely new different location you've never been to before by yourself because when you go on trips right and you go with people you have to compromise to some yeah. extent even if whoever you're going with you get super along with you and have super common interest there's still a level of compromise which is fine right like it's fun to be with other people but at the same time like there are things that are like oh i would have done this differently i would have been by myself um and you learn a lot about yourself when you're out there because it's like oh wow like I would wake up, because it's not my first time I do solo travel. I've done it three or four times now. And it's like, you wake up and I'm like, oh, like I'm not in a hurry to go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I don't have to wake up somebody. I don't have to be there by this time. Like you're kind of like on your own schedule. And at least for me, it's kind of weird being on your own schedule with absolutely zero pressures. Like It's super liberating. It, it, it's liberating, but it's also like, I didn't know what to do with all that freedom. Like the first time I started traveling by myself, I was like, what do I do? Because I usually like to ask somebody, like, oh, what do you want to do? And they're yeah. like, we do that and I'm okay with it. But then like being there and being like, oh, I can do whatever I want to do. It puts you in a situation where you're like, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I have those moments, especially when you're traveling with people because there'll be like certain things like, oh, I want to go see this castle or this museum or do this. And I know like, all right, depending on which friend group I travel with, I know like, all right, these people are not going to want to do that. Like I have friend groups that, they just want to go and they just want to drink and they just want to party while we're out. Or I have other friends that like, oh, we want to just do chill things. It's not like I don't fully get to choose what I want to do. And I didn't really experience that because I've always traveled with people until I started traveling for work. And like even then it was, I didn't get the full glimpse of kind of what you had, but I would finish work and be like, okay, what do I want to do today? Or like the day before, I would fly in always a day early and maybe a day after. And I'd just be like, okay. Like when I was in Toronto, I was just like, all right, what do I want to do today? I want to go. I just want to go sit in a restaurant. Like the weirdest thing for me was going to eat at a restaurant alone. Oh, like, yes. I was just like table for one. And like usually uh, yeah. people sit at the bar like when you're by yourself. Like, yeah. would you like to sit at a bar? I was like, no, I want a table. And like, like it really <laughs> blows them off. They're like, Ask okay, for your table, king. Yeah. Okay. Like you want a table? All right. And I just sit there by myself and like, I was in Toronto. I'm like, I don't want to be on my phone, but I, I don't want to be on my phone. But like sometimes I would just sit there and just eat my food really just in my thoughts yeah it's it, it's very interesting i suggest people all the time like you should take a couple solo trips in your life and like legitimately solo like three to four days out there on your own no like super planned itinerary where everybody's on a set schedule because usually when i plan things i'm on an itinerary but just mm -hmm. you know shifting away from that um and my man when i go to dinners by myself when I'm out there, I ask for my booth. I always ask for oh. my booth by myself. I don't give a fuck, man. Like I sit there and I'll be on my phone sometimes, uh, or I'll like listen to an audiobook or a podcast while I'm out there. Um, but yeah, that's super 
liberating. That's awesome. When you, uh, do you, uh, my immediate question when you said that, we're talking booths, all right? Is it the two-seater booth, or do you even go a, a step above and get the round booth, the half-circle booth? I'm not a half-circle booth kind of guy. I don't think there's comfortable. I'm going to put that on record. Really? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah. It, it, is, it, it is weird. It, it works if you have, like, five people. I think five people is a sweet spot not by for one of those uh, semi-circle booths. Yeah. Um, because on a f- in five people on a table, like, there's one person that's going to be, like, odd one out mm-hmm. on the edge of the seat that's going to be further away from two other people and one of those semicircle booths everybody has like a good distance between them to be able to communicate with everybody yeah i've i've realized the although solo traveling's awesome i realized the sweet spot for me personally of traveling with people is four because you can always be in twos like everywhere there's, yeah. yeah there's just it just you can fit in an uber you can fit in a car you can fit in a hotel room you can just do so much more like like on our trip like we've done a few right where it's it's like seven plus people yeah it's way more economical right like we're saving money on the bigger airbnb we get a nicer place but to get seven or eight people to agree what to do to get everyone out the door to get everyone fed especially in like covid if if you travel now you go to a restaurant you have to be split apart like what do you think of that when we went with all those people uh First of all, I very much appreciated it because we had the fun bus. Okay. And that was a great time on the road trips. But I didn't really think that it was bad. I mean, I think the fact that we only went to one restaurant, right? The Thai place and the barbecue place. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, we were just cooking. So I, I really didn't notice like a difference with the whole COVID restaurant thing. Um, and I mean, from my perspective, I was cool with like whatever we were doing, you know. But that's very much you. That's very much you, though. I mean, that is true. But like, did did you feel like you didn't get to do oh, something I'm, that you wanted to do? Yeah, because well, I'm like a much more, especially when I travel, much more controlling of what I want to do. Because I feel like I, I do try to accommodate everyone, but usually on the trips, I'm most of the time I like to plan out what we're doing or right. give general things like, hey, we should do these, these, and this. Because I just hate like doing something that's a waste of time to me, right? And that's something you have to accommodate when you're with other people because what's a waste of time to me is not going to be a waste of time to the six other people. That's why I just like being a game time player anytime. Which why I love traveling with Bahama because he just doesn't care he doesn't, you, you don't, He's here for a good time. He's good for anything. Like Bahama will do anything. I'm just hey, goes with the wave. They said what? I'm like duct tape. Reliable, versatile, durable. Okay, he's take, coming up with new quotes every podcast. This that are just, is just <laughs> take whatever, take whatever. If take I knew you which one of these buttons made that bad noise, I would hit it. That one. Anyways, uh, going off of that, um, Goose. Next place off the top of your head, where do you travel to by yourself next? Ooh, next. Yeah, because oh, he told oh. us he's going to Colorado. So Colorado's. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because that's where I was gonna originally go, instead of North Carolina. But it took too long to decide whether I wanted to go to Colorado or North Carolina. The Colorado flight was 70 bucks. By the time I made up my mind, it's like, yes, I am going to go on this trip. Because I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't yeah. like go off by myself. Whatever. Um, by the time I decided, the Colorado flights were like 140 150 So then I was like, fuck it. And then that's how I found North Carolina. Damn. And you don't regret. Oh. And you don't regret any bit of it. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't regret it. It was fun. Dope. Uh it was very hectic. Uh I lost my wallet while hiking. Um 
rough. Yeah. Rough. That is, that is I, I, on day one, I lost my wallet while hiking. Four hours of hiking. I then went to a brewery to reward myself for my four hours of hiking. It was my first time hiking, too. I've never been hiking. And then as I go into the brewery, I realize I don't have my ID because I don't have my wallet. I then walk all the way back. Not walk. I drive all the way back to the mountain. And I start... Mm hiking again that's when i had my david goggins moment oh um, okay full circle there yeah we go. <laughs> that's when i had my david goggins moment where i started doing the the four-hour hike i started doing that again God. to try to find the wallet which you know it's crazy it's like what are the chances you think you're gonna find your wallet in a hike but i had to try anyway because at that point i hadn't even checked into my hotel mm-hmm. I, I didn't have anything i didn't have money i didn't have shit like i was in a solo trip mm-hmm. nobody with me that's where the no yeah. that's, that's where the self-discovery a, comes in yeah, yeah that's when you realize uh you know what you're capable of doing when you push yourself through hours of hiking just to survive basically out there but yeah somebody ended up finding my wallet and turning it into the office and i was able to pick it up clutch clutch that's one thing i like doing when i when i go places is like i i'm obsessed with walking like when i go to places i don't know why i just like maybe it's because we're in miami we don't get to walk a lot and like we're stuck there but when i go somewhere like i want to just be walk. like if i'm in a city i walk around it like when i was with in the uk last year well, i was with a uh, buddy andres and like I, me and andres like walked the entire city at one point we were we we're at this park because i also like see parks and stuff like that while we're going through the scenery and he's out we we're like oh should we get an uber back to the hotel or should we just walk and he's like, well, check how far it is. And I looked how far it was. It was like seven miles. I was like, ah. He's like, how far is it? He's like, um, it's a couple miles. And he's like, how many? I was like, like around seven. He's like, all right, like right, let's just walk halfway through and like we'll see how we feel. And then we started walking. And <laughs> we're midway through, he's like, how, how, how are we doing? And I saw that like we had been walking for like an hour and a half. And we're like, we still have five, out, five miles to go. And I oh said, I said hey, man, we're, we're crushing it. <laughs> Dude, you know, I didn't. Okay, so you left out those details the first time you told us that, like last year. I didn't know that both of you willingly said, you know, we're just going to start at seven miles and see how and see how we feel. Yeah, because like that's the thing. Like we, we had... That was what I loved about that trip is I've I've been on both, right, where we have it a plan to the T of what we're going to do. Kind of our Colorado trip was – not Colorado. Our Grand Canyon trip was pretty planned to the T. Right. And the other trip, that trip, what I loved about it was because we just got off like – all three of us that originally went on the trip were like all of us just got off working. We're, you know, you're stuck to your schedule of meeting, 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 meeting. I was like, let's just go. We know what days we're going to be in each city. Mm-hmm. Let's not have a schedule. Let's have things that we want to do in each city. But let's just take it day by day. Like whenever it happens, it, it happens. happens. And whenever it happens, it happens. And it was just so stress-free. Like it was just so nice to walk. And we're like, oh, we're in Ireland. All right, let's just let's go to the Guinness factory now. Okay, we'll go to the Guinness factory. All right, let's just walk around the city now. Oh, I guess it's time for lunch. Where should we go? Let's look up a place. Just like very chill, mm-hmm. go with the flow, laissez-faire. And we were able to do all the things that we wanted to do. While still not having an itinerary, and it was, and you can only really only do those type of trips when you're on a longer trip because when it's shorter, like you kind of have to go, 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 go. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to get everything done. Definitely, because then you start feeling like, oh, like we took this trip and like, and this, we're wasting time at the hotel. Like when I go with people, at something that happens to me sometimes where I'm like, it's 11 a.m. and we are still like, you guys are still in bed. 
Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I didn't pay this money to come here to, like, we could have woken up at seven, leave, left by eight, and this yeah. is three hours fine. wasted. Wasted. Like, and that gets me, like, annoyed sometimes during yeah. trips. So I'm just like, you know, when you go on your own, you have that freedom. But also, it's not. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is like you have the freedom as a very self a lot of self reflection and shit like that, but like it's not as fun. It's definitely not as fun no, no, as no, being no. with other people because like then I don't have like anybody to share the experience yeah, with. The you memories know? with all mm-hmm. of yeah. Like I wish I had somebody who like went through me doing like the four hour hike, losing the wallet, and then like going through that <laughs> shit again. Uh that would have been like a cool story to like shit like physically share with somebody else. Uh but at the same time, like, you know, there's a pros and cons to both. That's why like you know, do a couple solo trips on your own every now and then, uh, you know, but optimally I would want to do more trips with yeah. more people too. Yeah. That's the one thing that's different um, about the two of you with me is cause I'm still in school. I like, I, I haven't been on a solo trip and I haven't even, I mean, I've been on a couple trips with you, but like I haven't done like a Europe trip, right. Or anything like yeah. that. So I'm really hoping to do that soon. Um, what I will say though, before I start traveling more, fitness related though and i know like we just had this like running talk i want to get into kickboxing no i mean i i think that's perfect because i know you talked about earlier one of the other things that you have got into post i guess undergrad is like getting back and more into your fitness and, yeah. and and that kind of realm and that's also one of the hobbies i've picked up after college is like all right traveling obviously was my main one that i love to do but like every day like how could I add to my everyday life that can give yeah. me some type of stress reliever and like kickboxing, you're talking about like actual kickboxing or like those cardio kickboxing, Dude, TKO no, I, kickboxing. So I remember and it's it's not me and like when I say the kickboxing, it's not me wanting to uh look after my my physical health or try and um achieve something as like a stress reliever when kickboxing. I was literally watching a UFC fight. Mm-hmm. And I saw a first round knockout, probably like a year and a half ago. I forget what fight though. And I said, "Oh my god, what if I like? What if I get caught in the street against a fucking UFC fighter, dude? Like to keep up with the man, I want to be able to knock the shit out of somebody." So, well, yeah, so I, you actually want? So, so not I, that BS cardio. No, I mean, I, not no offense to anyone who does the cardio <laughs> kickboxing. The disclaimer: Mark Husky doesn't want to offend anybody, but <laughs> what circuit. you do is trash. Yeah, <laughs> like, go go do actual. No, kickboxing no, I I, I legitimately want to know how to just knock someone out. Yeah, you should go do Muay Thai or kickboxing. Like the the gym I go to has is there, I don't I don't know much about them. I feel like you do. Is it, what's the difference between? So kickboxing is mainly your it's. For one, it's not technical. It, it is a martial art, but it's not. It's more of a sport, right? Mm. And kickboxing, as opposed to boxing, you're allowed to use both your hands and your legs. Now, Muay Thai, which makes it different, is you're able to use your elbows and knees as well as your, you know, your legs and your hands. So, what's great about Muay Thai is that that mm-hmm. you can clench someone, um, like you would in like a wrestling match, right. and you're able to punch and you're able to use these extra extremities like your elbows and knees that really like think about it. you get elbowed or you get need like that's oh, a dude. game changer dude, that's that a game changer hurts so they a lot of people think in general that muay thai is one of the best striking martial arts there is like there's some really good what's called point kickboxing fighters so they fought in like some of the kickboxing promotions that are supposed to be like israel Adesanya, the guy who fights in the ufc right yeah. he did he did. He was a famous kickboxer. So mm. those guys are obviously excellent at it, but most of the UFC fighters you'll see today all train some version of Muay Thai just because of elbows and knees. So, so that would be cool to get into. UFC is predominantly Muay Thai. Muay Thai? 
and jujitsu. So UFC is a mixture of everything, right? UFC is going to be your. Oh yeah, I know, but like, but like, primary. There's not. A, there used to be, right? Uh, like when you talked about initially of people going into, I guess. UFC was this guy was a Muay Thai fighter. This guy was a, okay. a Taekwondo person. Yeah. This guy was a karate guy. But now it's just a mixture of everything. But yes, I would say the predominantly people learn. I couldn't even say that anymore. Everyone learns everything. But you just everything. Everyone's a jack of all trades in the UFC. You have to be. You have to be. But that would be really interesting to get into. Um, I know, like for me, I always wanted to get into jujitsu. Like I would do it at at FIU, and like I would get into it, and like uh, like because we had a club there, and the guy Ricky was a great trainer. But I just didn't have the money or time to commit to it. So post-college, I waited a year and I was like, do I still want to do it? And I said yes. And that's been like one of the big extra hobbies I picked up of doing that three or four times a week. Yeah, no. Jiu-Jitsu is pretty sick. I did eight months of it after I graduated. Um, like two years after I graduated, I got into it. It was really fun, but I, right now, can't afford that. <laughs> you know, Jiu-Jitsu is pretty expensive. Yeah, it's, it's expensive martial art. Yeah, that's another thing, man. Is that all these hobbies and interests that you pick up? come with a price yeah it does but the way i look at it too is like you're a lot of people pay a lot of money for a gym like obviously there's some cheaper gyms but there's also more expensive gyms but you're also paying for it to learn a skill like to get a jujitsu black belt that takes 10 years of your life and you're essentially it's like becoming a doctor right you're you're not only getting fitness like i would at a gym but i'm also paying to learn a skill you know, no, I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. Like, I, I, it's something that I definitely want to get into back into when I have an opportunity to do so. Uh, those eight months, it's like, like the joy that you get, you know, when you start off as a white belt and you're just getting tapped out after tap out after tap out. Like, I, I still remember my first time that I got somebody else to tap out mm-hmm. on me. I, I thought he was like kidding. I was like, wait, wait, wait really, really? Like, <laughs> I, got this? I did it. <laughs> I was so excited because usually, like when I was doing jujitsu, I was really good at defense and escape. I was like really, really, really fast, but my offense was really, really bad. Um, so what I like, I wouldn't get tapped out as often as I should have been mm-hmm. because I would just escape a lot, and then we would just the rolling session would end. Um, but I also would never be able to like tap somebody out. But like the few times that I've been able to do it, it feels really awesome. And like you see yourself learning, uh, and you start like realizing your brain putting things together because jujitsu, for example, jujitsu is something that's like every second something's happening. So mm-hmm. you have your, and it's not only like brain power because it's like a lot of people describe jujitsu as chess, but it's also like marrying that brain power with like how your body moves because you have to not only think what's happening but you also have to react to it quickly very very quickly to like switch the the field you know like whether you're on offense or right, on defense right, yeah. or you're stuck on a guard for example so like i would see myself throughout those eight months like on month four month six month eight like just reacting quicker and having better answers to situations that i wasn't able to get out of in month one and that's super rewarding i think it's great that you've been doing it for like what not over a year yeah over a year now that's very sick like i that's something that i wish i'd have an opportunity to do right now but i do hope i can in the future yeah, I, th- I recommend everyone to get into some, if like you're interested in martial arts in general, is to get into it. Because one, it's an interesting hobby to pick up. Two, it, I mean, I think it's especially good for, in two cases, both if you've done sports in the past and you want that kind of structure and discipline back in your life. But also for some people that never did a sport in their life, just to have that sense of discipline is really, really important. Obviously, everyone knows about it for kids and stuff, but even for adults to have mm-hmm. it. And People think oftentimes that like, oh, I'm learning martial arts. It's gonna be, it's gonna help me in a street fight. Yes, it could, but more than likely, it 
actually prevents you from getting in street fights because you have this, you carry a sense of confidence about yourself and also respect for what your body can do to another person and also what someone else's body can do to you that you avoid these situations of be, you're being put in. Like most of the guys that I know that are either like MMA fighters or high level like black belts or brown belts or jiu-jitsu or even like high level top wrestling guys I met, like most of them hardly get in street fights just because they avoid those situations. I don't know what it is about martial arts, but it does it in general to people. That's a good point. That's definitely a good point. Um, and I want to highlight what you said that even as an adult, like it's not too late. Like I've seen people start in their thirties and even forties. It's something that it's a skill, you know, and learning skills is valuable. So something like whether it's jujitsu or uh, any other interest that you may have is worth pursuing. And I think uh, that this time that we're in with the coronavirus and the quarantine has really challenged people's uh, perception of hobbies, you know, because it's just put everybody into like, hey, aside from work, what the fuck do I do with my life? I've seen a lot of people have that (laughs) realization of what? do I actually like to do? And it, it's so common to see people on social media right now just trying out different hobbies because yeah. they're like, fuck, I have nothing to do. I need to try something new. And I think that's awesome because I, I always felt like doing extracurriculars, kind of like what we talked about last episode in which like you, your academic life can't just be academics. Like You yeah. need to have some co-curricular activities yeah. that add some sauce to that pasta, right? And okay, I like how you did that. I know it was for you, Italian. <laughs> All right, for Italian guy. Reverence. Hey, no more pasta, boys. I'm gonna tell you. Anyway, that's a tidbit. Good. Continue. Yeah. We continue can get on that later. Continue on another day. Um, but um, yeah, you know the, the same is with life. I I, you, I don't think you should live a life where it's just like going to work, going to sleep, go to work, go to sleep, go to work, go to sleep, and then see your friends occasionally in the middle. Even with like friends sprinkled in around that, I don't think that's uh, an optimal way of living your adult life. Like you, you need to add those like co-curriculars, like Some those substance. hobbies. community, uh, Yeah, community events, stuff like that. Whatever G- is yeah, it that you like, that man, you like. like. I really think that in the time of, because I, I was listening to what you said as far as like hobbies and quarantine and people really having this like crisis of, oh my gosh, like what else do I have to amount to other than work? and sleep and family mm-hmm. right people are cooking you know they're you know doing puzzles i've seen puzzles be like a, a big, oh my a big god thing, so many by, puzzles by the way that reminds me i'm really upset that 706 has not contributed to a apartment puzzle yet i don't have the patience for puzzles um, you know i can't do puzzles. i All right, well, Irish, didn't Irish need you kevin, to tell me that to know that yeah, Irish kevin's clearly out i feel like you would quit so fast. I have a very low. I, I have a very low attention span. So if it doesn't peak it in the first thirty seconds, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, anything yeah. that like makes Irish Kevin feel stupid within the first thirty seconds, he. Quits. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that because uh, I like highly in I actually, things. you know, I, I actually, know. I heard that. I heard. Where, when did I hear that? Oh, oh, I remember. Loki told me that. Loki told me that exact. Mm, that exact Loki? That exact same Do we want to <laughs> open this jar? Uh, no, we'll let the people figure it out. Uh, I'm going to get you in a thousand piece puzzle of Alfie for, oh, for Christmas. I, that would be really well, cool. I would like that. I, I don't. I personally have never been. Even as a kid, I was never good at puzzles. It's just. Unless, oh, you're not good at the, puzzles. Not, not even, it's not even good at puzzles. Oh. I don't have the, the attention to do it because you know what? I Something I am, I've always been good at was board games. And like. Those I'm I am I go in on Another, like card games, board so games, all of that. I am so glad that you alley-ooped that because also I was thinking we don't have enough game nights. 
We don't have game any night period. Yeah. Game well, well, no, we had we had one so, Cards Against Humanity night. I, I remember. Okay, okay, we did have one. We did have one Cards Against Humanity night. We did. It wasn't planned. Wait, was it? It was kind of planned. I like to think that the planner makes the plans for themselves and then just brings everybody into it. There. Shout yeah. out to you, planner. Yeah. You probably know who you are. Yeah, actually, yeah. probably doesn't know. Nope, no probably idea. Has no idea. Won't even hear this. Anyways, ah, um, maybe. Circling back to the that was a that was a pretty <laughs> successful tidbit, I must say so myself. Um, I don't think in the middle of quarantine, TikTok could not have boomed at a better time. TikTok is another hobby I have unfortunately picked <laughs> up for you. You love that. I shit. love wait, 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 TikTok. Wait. Watching TikTok. Yeah, well, I have two videos. <laughs> no. They're just compilations of travel videos. But to sit on TikTok is just I've learned so much things from TikTok, just like little tidbits here and there, because I'm all about that. It's so geared towards Irish Kevin. Ready? I can't believe I just said Irish Kevin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's ticked. What, uh, Goose, which one, which one of these? What? I don't know. This one, maybe? There you go. Bam. All right. Okay, that was good. It's so geared towards me because it is 30, it's 15 to 60 seconds of someone entertaining you in some way or informing you of something. Like, I love the videos. It's like, here comes your top three products to use or here's my favorite Amazon buys or did you know? And I'm like, dude, they get me every time. I'm like, oh, are, I gotta share this. You are, are you, the demographic. Like, Are you saying that you only like to entertain people for 15 to 30 seconds? Our creative director is listening. Absolutely not. <laughs> my personal entertainment, I'm, I'm more of a long forum, public debates. Uh, Anyways, okay. Um, I like receiving back entertainment. To favorite, favorite <laughs> oh seconds. my god! For only fifteen to, to, to thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, hey, the time frame remains. Uh, um, anyways, Irish Kevin, um, TikTok. I will say a lot of great content on there. Two things that you feel resonate the most with you that you've learned from TikTok. Do he remembers? I think he does. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. Two things about TikTok from no, no. Two no, things no. that you saw on TikTok that. You just always remember. Okay, well, like ta- like takeaways for sure, for sure. The big, the biggest thing that got me into the whole skincare thing besides okay. besides Melanie was I watched like so they they have this thing. It's like it's called whatever the I guess area is. They'll call it blank TikTok. Like welcome to food TikTok. Welcome to pasta TikTok. I somehow got my way into skin care TikTok and it was just video after video of people talking about skincare and like mm-hmm. they broke it down in a simple way and I started like getting into it from oh. there. So that was one. And the second thing I would say I probably got really into from there was hmm I probably c- cooking pasta. Um I really got into cuz I I would watch, you know, the videos on YouTube and stuff like that, but I, to me it's not wasn't as good as like seeing the short 60 second TikToks, mm-hmm. like, oh, how to make a penne alla vodka, how to make this cacio e pepe, how to make this gnocchi. You know, was, like, was your chicken carbonara also on TikTok? Uh, that chicken carbonara was a YouTube video. That's why it failed. Dude, also, somehow pasta just keeps finding itself back into my life. I'm really trying here. Hey, oh, it's oh, your genetics. It is true. Uh, did you see any wine videos on TikTok? You, um, do, the, you do the rating thing, which yeah. I would say is an interest. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Any inspiration from tiktok there for you so not really from tick well well if there's no from why don't you have a page already oh dude you you took that away from me i, did. I, I, I was hoping I you did, alley you i didn't yeah. i didn't i've never wanted a page solely dedicated to it i kind of wanted just associated directly with me um it's and it's a, because all right how i even got on the journey was i didn't know anything about wine at all before i would say the start of quarantine right and then from there i watched a gary v video 
specifically, we we can talk about hours for with Gary V. But I watch a Gary V. video about him testing wines and like giving it realistic like standards and talking about where what wines he thinks under fifteen dollars are the best. And he like talked about some Portuguese wine, right? And so from there, I started thinking about it. Like, okay, what if I go on this journey of trying to find like my favorite wines under fifteen dollars that people can everyday access? Like, I was really tired of seeing everyone post the same barefoot Josh bottles. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Respect for what Actually, Josh, is, gave. Josh and barefoot should be completely separate because they're nowhere on the same level, but okay, barefoot is are, below, 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 below. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, while I agree with that, we need to give respect to Barefoot for always being available for us That's at true. 3 a.m. at Walgreens when we needed wine at 3 a.m. Yeah. Right? Or so uh, Yellowtail. You, yeah. Well, Yellow- I, I hated Yellowtail. I, I stuck to Barefoot. Yeah, Yellowtail, so I still put never some drink. fucking respect on Barefoot. Well, it had its time and place, but it's definitely not now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't drink that anymore, but, you know, you still respect the OGs. And Josh, dude. Oh, oh, no, Josh, no, Josh, Josh is, a good, uh, is a good wine, but it's like every girl guys go to like oh like look i i like i know a little bit about wine i got a josh in in reality like most of the people don't and like i don't even scratch the surface of knowing about wine but what i wanted to do was like okay if i want to give myself a baseline idea about the grapes of the different types of grapes of wine the different regions of wine and not just so i can have it in conversation if you know i wanted to talk to someone about it but mainly so i can know specifically if i'm drinking this why is it that I like this and what specific regions and types of grapes do I like? And from there, that's kind of how the journey started. I just, been, think, I just think it could be an untapped market in TikTok if what you say is true. And I don't understand why you just can't suck it up. And because he's fucking soft. I tell him this shit all the time. Like, dude, like, money, man. You, you like this stuff and you know enough about it that, you know, like you said, you don't scratch the surface, but you know more than enough than the large majority of the population. Like, I've been trying to pick up on wine things like just while living here with you and like just loosely, right? And, and I still struggle. Like I go to like a wine store and I I have a better idea now, but I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, like there's just all these wines and like, oh, I had a good Syrah once and then I buy another one and it tastes like shit and I'm like, fuck, I don't know what the difference is, you know? Like yeah. it's so difficult to identify how to buy wine and that is something that I think Especially in our market here in Miami, uh, where people are definitely about the outside looks and like how you are perceived. I'm sure there's a bunch of people who would eat that content up. Yeah, and the most I've ever gotten replied from any type of stories, anything like that, have been from that whole wine series. Like I had people messaging me a lot about it, which I was surprised at. And it's I think it's because most of the time it's like we know people who know a lot about wine, right? But of course, yeah. I wouldn't say they have that same thing because I go and talk to them about wine a lot and like get information from them. But yeah. most people who know about wines are older, one, and two, like kind of snobby about it. And like for the average person, now everyone's like, oh, I don't care. Red or white. Oh, I like red or I like white. There's so and many snobs. even like me. I used to say, oh, I like red, I like white. But like now I don't say that because yeah. I know like that doesn't mean shit. There are, <laughs> I, I will echo that because there are so many snobby people in like the wine industry, right? Mm-hmm. That you're just like, Oh, dude, I just, I have this question about like a pairing. I don't need you to be like a pompous asshole about it. Just tell me what I need to know, you know? But if you could deliver that in a non pompous fucking way, I think that people would say 15 to 30 seconds about XYZ wine. I'm down to watch. There's a market for everybody. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just have to continue to get educated about it and know more and more because I don't want to deliver false information. 
that's like the one thing I've been very like I don't want to say something wrong about wine not just because of how I look about saying wrong things wrong it's just like I don't want to I don't want to tell someone the wrong information I would want someone to be able to go to me and be like okay like he might not know everything but about my specific question like he's able to break it down in layman terms and give me an answer of what what do you want should have just opened your answer with that yeah that's a that's I I relate to that that's exactly how I feel about nutrition and wellness like that I would say that's the biggest I wouldn't say hobby but interest that I've picked up post college um uh, which is like what I've made into my current career right now just through my own health struggles I've just identified the impact that food has on your day-to-day life and the decisions mm-hmm. that we make and how they affect our mood and our energy levels and that kind of stuff so like I've gotten really 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 deep into that uh you know a lot of the books that not a lot but a good one third of the books that i read are nutrition based um a good amount of the youtube videos i watch are about nutrition or functional mm-hmm. medicine integrative medicine that kind of shit and every now and then i post a couple things but every like i feel a little self-conscious it's like i don't have a degree in it so like the, the wellness community like it's funny enough the wellness community on social media is actually toxic as fuck it's usually a bunch of people like toxic gunning at each other it's like oh your study doesn't have enough oh. evidence and like my study and like because somebody's always trying to sell a product somebody's always trying to sell their method the uh, like people don't like realize that it's like hey like a lot of these things can work for you but it depends on like what exactly is going on with you and your own individual biochemistry a bunch of shit mm-hmm. is at play right yeah. so a lot of times people will dismiss something that doesn't fit what their practice uh believes in so it's just super toxic and sometimes i also hey, I think I'm educated about a certain topic and there's a lot of things that I'm right about because like I do this for a living. Like I get checked on this shit daily, yeah. you know? Uh, but it still makes me feel a little bit like, fuck, what if like I worded this in a wrong way and it's like clinically incorrect information and now someone's doing something because I said it wrong. Like, you know, it, I can relate to that and that, you know, like you want to echo information out into the public because there is a need uh, for many things yeah. for people to learn about i think our generation post-college is more interested in learning things that they care about more than ever yeah i think that the two of you having the same uh slightly the same answer with a very similar topic when it comes to like posting that and not feeling fully comfortable and owning what you know i will say as a third-party roommate listening to the both of you talk imposter syndrome is real as fuck because you know a lot about health and you know a good amount about everything but right but like including wine when you do your don't feed his ego like that hey listen (laughs) he's gonna wake up tomorrow and be like guys i know a lot about everything it's not though you ready because i do a little i do a little bit of the feeding of the ego right and he comes and And, and then i and then i and then i bring it back down right it's a it's a roller coaster relationship um i'm just saying that like that's very real and it can happen um and i felt that way too but you know, I think there's a, a a beauty in being able to grow in that. And while at the moment you're, because I can imagine the health industry, right? Like I can like just from workouts and proteins yeah. and all that shit. Oh yeah, alone it is the fitness community in and of itself is a pain in the dick. It's I can't so imagine hard the whole body like dietetics, nutrition, wellness, supplements, stuff like that. It must be really hard. But I'm just saying that there's value, and you both have learned things. And that is worth sharing in some capacity. Definitely. Uh, I just have to, I guess, for me, 
You know, I, I always thought, I always, I think about this. When I was a kid, I used to love reading encyclopedias. Just like, that was like my thing I would read. I just like loved learning new information. Hold on. You don't have the patience to do a puzzle, but you can read an encyclopedia. I like learning new things. So that's my thing. I loved learning random facts. And like, that relates to kind of this is like, I've never felt like I've had a niche in anything because I've just been interested in so many different things. So it's like, like, oh, I know a ton. I know a lot about a lot of different things, but not a ton about those individual things themselves. Mm. And I'm starting to build up in those individual areas. But like, that's been one of my, I guess, hesitations of jumping too far into an area is because like, I'm, yeah, I care about, you know, I care about like general wellness and I care about your skincare and I care about wine. I care about jujitsu and I care about working out, but I can't like, I haven't committed to diving Mm -hmm. into learning a ton about one of those things because I'm interested in them all. Right. It's like, where do I put my time into? You're trying to be a jack of all trades dog. Hey, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. One side note, when I was a kid in the Dominican Republic, I wanted encyclopedia so bad. (laughs) I wanted that. Like I would hear about these American encyclopedia series with all this information. And I I used to be like a history buff when I was like in elementary and middle school in DR. And I was like a spelling bee kid. So I was always like learning like different facts and words and all this shit. Really? Yeah, spelling bee encyclopedia, dude. I was reading fucking Guinness Book of World Records. Like, I feel like I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm missing out. He's reading Cat in the Hat in seventh grade. <laughs> no, dude, I loved that shit. Uh, like the spelling bees, like that was like my thing. Oh, I can I could that never spell. That was one thing I couldn't. My, I could spell I, for no encyclopedia could help me spell. I tell you that. No. But I always remembered as a kid being like, man, like I really wish like I could get one of those encyclopedias from like the United States type shit. Damn. Um, Full but, circle. Yeah, back to the you were saying uh i wanted to highlight that the fact that you don't feel like you have a niche because that's fine um ultimately this this is kind of what we were bringing attention to last episode about like having more self-awareness you don't figure Mm -hmm. out that self-awareness you don't figure out what you actually want to put your bucket of time into until you've put your time into a shit ton of things because ultimately as you continue what you're doing which is i think you do a really really good job of putting your time into different things that you want to try out. Um, and eventually, you're going to figure out, I tried that, don't like it. I tried that, don't like it. Tried it, don't like it. I tried this, and it kept my interest for a little bit, but it wasn't good enough for me to like do a lot more of it. And mm-hmm. I would say, you know, just continue it. You know, like if you, a year or two years from now, who knows, maybe you still like wine, and you can just be like a casual wine commentator or whatever the fuck, you know? Like, or completely different something else comes up in the next six months and you're like i love this i want to talk about this and i want to teach about this and dude it's never too late to find something you love hear me out on this right mm-hmm. fear of mine irrational fear really well i guess semi-irrational semi-irrational half and half that half i would half. never that i never truly find my niche and and why i say that is because I feel like this mentality of liking so many things is kind of part of my personality. Like, I, That's why I feel like I can talk to a lot of different types of people because I'm interested in all those different topics. If someone tells me, oh, I work for the FBI, like I want to know everything about that, like your particular job. If someone's yeah. super into gaming, I'll ask them all about these questions about gaming, right? It's just like, and I fear, I have a fear that one day, like I'm never going to find that niche. And it's just, my life is always going to be me enjoying a ton of different things. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. There is. I don't know if Guzman is either. But. Um, I want to comment on that. 
two things. One, there's definitely nothing wrong with that because listen to how you said it. Oh, I fear that I'm going to enjoy all these things for the rest of my life. Oh, <laughs> God forbid that you spend your whole life enjoying first all world. these different things. First but never truly being an expert in any of them. Okay, but here's the thing. Okay. I used to... Go ahead. No, you, you go. Okay, I used to have that fear too, right? And even though we're only like three years apart, which isn't massive, like it makes a difference. Yeah. I have, I still have that fear, but it's significantly less than it was when I was, let's say, 23, 24. Because in the last three to four years, I've tried so many things and some things have truly died out. Like yeah. some things that I was really into, like at 23, I, I loved the idea, the idea of data science and I was into that heavy, and now I could give less of a fuck. Not because I don't <laughs> find it interesting, it's just I don't find it interesting to get deep into, right? Mm. At 24, 25, I was getting ready to like build a career in VR and creating virtual reality games. I worked for Microsoft, and I helped them do a product launch for one of their VR headsets, and what's it called i then took like a couple courses on udacity on how to build a vr space and i built like a mock vr space and i played it on my phone like i it was like a room and you just look at things and it was really cool and i was like i'm gonna build a career out of vr and that's something i still like but it's like little by little as you continue to do things things just start falling off and and the reason i'm bringing this up to you because i think this fits with you as i've gotten older i've realized more and more and it's become more important to me the value of being an actual expert on one thing, right? It's still difficult for me to pick it because I say nutrition and wellness now, but that don't mean shit. There are so many different things. I can be an adrenal expert. I can be a GI expert. I can be a fucking fitness. Like there's, It gets broken down into so many smaller niches that I'm not there yet. But as I've gotten older, I've become increasingly more comfort, comfortable with the idea of, okay, these are the this is a smaller pocket of things that i'm interested in yeah. and now i really would like to be an expert i just don't know which one i want to be an expert in you, you know i i feel like it's just like the 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 way that like so this is gonna be this is a stretch but follow me the way that social media really gives us information very rapidly it's always an expert like an expert is always kind of saying something right even like ted talks it's always an expert about something right or documentaries well, it's all about always an expert about something what makes you feel that you have to be an expert at one thing i mean i always felt that because of that kind of thing of like people talking about topics so but one person another hobby i've gotten into is podcasting right is another person that i personally like have kind of changed my opinion on that is someone like joe rogan like i guess his area of expertise would be martial arts, but he, Dude, he knows like so he knows much, so, many so much about everything. Like he, every think about the the wide variety of people that come on his podcast to talk about things. Like yeah. he is enough. He has enough information to hold his, his own with all those various people, and he's constantly learning. Yeah. And the, to me, the idea of learning is just that's what I truly enjoy. It's like that's why I find it hard to. Okay, pick so ready. Up. You're an expert of learning. <laughs> learning. Hey. <laughs> okay. Full circle. That That's sounds that sounds fucking great. No, that sounds good. Hey, speaking of, this is another tidbit. Um, I promise I'll be quick. Speaking of Joe Rogan, uh, he posted on Instagram the other day, um, elk steaks. And it made me think of Wild Fork. And I haven't had a Wild Fork in a while. And I just wanted to get that off my chest because I've been thinking about it all Would day. you like to place an order? <sighs> no, I can't, dude. You am still giving me food. Well, I'll get it. Don't worry. January will be 
we'll, we'll, we'll be coming for a wild fork. We still, so. need a, we still need a sponsorship from them. I mean, this out. is the third. Honestly, I'm done trying them out because you guys keep bringing them up. Hey, yeah, and hey, we'll, we have nothing from them yet. Hey, we'll bring our business elsewhere. Celsius? No. Celsius. Celsius. Hey, Celsius. I love those things. I, Dude, if Celsius drops fucking product over here, I, I will one. literally post them every day. I haven't had one yet. Yep. What? Well, mm-hmm. you know, that would be a is great it? way to have you try one when they send us a free 24 pack hope so <laughs> hope so yeah well with that said i think uh this is gonna be the end of episode six um we are one episode away from the halfway point yeah of 14 point. wow i hope uh people either got from this like maybe i should go get a hobby or maybe you're interested in one of ours if you are you know send us a message if you like jujitsu wine if you like health and wellness if travel you like fitness if you like travel if you like any of those things you know tell us about your hobbies what are things that we should try you know uh we're, we're very respect receptive to feedback and uh just comments on the general podcast we'd love to hear